Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Brie Tucker. What? Hello, hello, Brie. How are you? We are in a calm state right now because we just finished interviewing our next guest, Damiana, and she brought this calm energy. And she also did something really cool with us. Like before we started the podcast interview, she did a guided meditation with us to put us in the right frame of mind. Well, I like how she even called it. She's like, can we do a drop in? I had no idea what I was signing up for. No, we're like, no sure, we'll do anything. <laughs> we're here. And it was, it's actually amazing. And we're going to have a bonus episode where she leads you through a drop-in so you could see exactly what that's all about and experience the sense of calm that we did right before our interview. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. If you've never done guided meditation before, oh my gosh, here you go. You could try it out and you could play it with your kids. And even if you have done it before, it really was different. Like I've done meditation guided meditations before that are like 45 minutes, an hour. This was literally two minutes mm-hmm. and, and done and felt so much calmer, more relaxed and centered. We think you are so going to enjoy our guest, Damiana Endor. She is a retired professional basketball player. Yes, she is. And turned two-time bestselling author, somatic healer, coach, international speaker, and this goes on, certified yoga instructor, baby-wearing educator, wife, and mom. She equips busy moms and kids with the tools to self-heal, regulate emotions, break the cycle, and manifest the life they love. She's also the mom, we talk about this in, her, in the interview, to three kids under five. So oh, she is very yeah. busy as well. We hope you enjoy our interview with Damiana. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome, Damiana, to the No Guilt Mom podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. I first met you when we were doing a a photo shoot in Phoenix, and I was just amazed at first how calm you are. You have such a calming presence. And even before we started this interview, you you did this this session with us that was called a drop-down session. Correct? A drop in, just drop a drop in. in. Yep. A little a drop, drop in, in guided meditation. A guided meditation. And you, at this photo shoot, I remember like you had your kids with you and they were running around. And one was, I think, around one years old, if yeah. I remember correctly. <laughs> and the other was close to three or four. And yeah. you would create these like beautiful poses. The photographer would be shooting you. And you just had this, this level of calm that I think like, is amazing when you're a mom to two toddlers. So I am so excited to dig into all of the things on how to have that emotional regulation. So my first question is just being human, like, was there a point where you did get triggered and you were losing your cool? Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, am I, am I alive? Am I a A thousand percent. And that's how I got into this space of like motherhood specifically using the same tools, right. The same, um, kind of like framework that I always have, like, you know, as a basketball player, professional retiring and like transitioning into motherhood and all that stuff. And then really applying it to, to motherhood and parenting, 
two, well, now it's three small kids. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the time solo. So yeah, I was losing it. Like I postpartum rage is real. That's something um, that I dealt with. I guess it was like more than four years ago. Um, I see it, my patience is running a little bit thinner now that I have a four month old, a two year old and a four year old. I'm like, how old are they? Yeah. That is hard for anyone, man. Right. But it's like, okay, this is like my opportunity, my indicator, like my check engine lights on, right? Like come back to these tools that I'm going to share with you guys today. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to spend more time, more intentionality, like applying and embodying this work that you're teaching other people. And also just like get back to basics. Cause you know, once you like feel good, you kind of stop doing the stuff that made you feel good in the first place. So were you practicing all of these tools before you had kids and you found like when you had kids, you just had to refocus on those tools or was this something you found as soon as you became a mom? So I didn't know that I was doing them at the time, right? Performing at a high level, performing super, you know, competitively, being an elite professional athlete. There's a lot of mental toughness that goes into that. So of course, like I knew I was a mentally tough person. I knew that I was extremely resilient. I knew that I was able to endure so much and still keep your cool, right? Because you still got to perform, right? You still got to produce on the court, no matter what chaos is going on around you. So yeah, in a sense, I was doing this stuff. Well, a completely different application, right? And then just using those tools and kind of fine tuning them to fit into this space of motherhood. So like towards the end of my basketball career, I did fall heavy into this breath work and like Mm -hmm. yoga. I found meditation, right? This more like mindfulness Stuff that I I had like the language to describe what I was doing, but mindfulness in sports looks completely different than mindfulness in motherhood, right? (laughs) So I think like, how does it look different? I'm curious about that. Yeah, it's more so on top of managing your own self, right? Your own emotions, your Mm -hmm. own creating the calm within you. You also have other little people around you that you are also in tune with right? Like other people that you also are managing, not so much managing their emotions, but helping them and giving them and showing them the tools so that they can manage their own emotions. And early on right now where I'm at, it's a lot of co-regulation. So like I am helping them manage their emotions. So I love it. I was going to say co-regulation. We know that one. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a next level, like more weight and then like times three. Yeah, because you have three little ones you're regulating the emotions of instead of just being <laughs> responsible for yourself. So yeah. you, you mentioned that you're, you got into breath work as an athlete. How, like, when was the first kind of indication that you needed to go back to these tools when you were a mom? You mentioned a little bit about postpartum rage. Yeah, so if like the littlest thing would like set me off, right, your triggers, identifying mm-hmm. your triggers and like knowing what triggers you, if you're not aware of that before you become a mother, once you are, you're fully aware and they're just in your face and you can choose to ignore them, but they're just going to get closer and closer until you have no choice but to deal with them. And I did let it get to that point at one point in time, you know, like a long time ago. So I'm like fully aware now of like those warning signs. So it's like, if the littlest thing sets me off, like if my toddler doesn't listen to what I say on the first ask, right? If they don't move immediately when I ask them to pick up something off the floor, right? If I step on a 
Paw Patrol figurine that like hurts my foot. Right. And I'm like, want to like, I really want to chuck it, but I like, you know, I like catch myself like grabbing it and it's like, okay, we need to do something here. Right. Or like, I could totally identify with that. I mean, just last night, I, I've been practicing recognizing my triggers and it's something too, that we teach others. And it, when you first get into this work, it's not like you're not going to have any triggers anymore, but you're going to realize where you're at that point. And my point last night was I was reading a book and I was so mad. I just wanted to throw it against the wall based on what was happening around me. Yeah. And that's real. Like we're all human and it, it happens. It's more so like, okay, it happened. And now what? And also it happens and you notice that it happens less frequent. And when they do happen, it's not for as long of a period of time, right? The duration, it's it's a lot quicker. Yeah. What are some common triggers that people have that you think they need to be a little, like, just keep an eye out for them? Yeah. That's helpful for us to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A lot of the clients that I work with, a lot of their triggers are when they're not feeling heard. Yeah, which identifies with me too, because when like I had that ask was a very simple ask just to pick one thing up off the floor and please go put it away. Right. And it didn't happen. It was like, I felt like I wasn't being heard, which of course you peel back that and rewind that that goes back to childhood trauma, which like, I know that's a big word now in the motherhood space, like heal your trauma. Now it's getting overused like self-care, but it's real. Right. So And also people-pleasing, right? This discomfort of having to control other people's emotions and reactions, having to know this anxious attachment. If you don't know, or if someone gives you, they need space or whatever that looks like, and they're not ready to talk yet, but you just want to like fix, 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 or like, no, no, no. That's another big trigger. Just like a mess around you. As I'm looking at my kitchen table with little papers here and there, getting curious as why you are triggered once you've identified them too was like another really big thing because once you understand why you're triggered and like what is that big common thread you can take out that thread and all unravels and you realize that it's not that deep right it's not that severe it's not as heavy as i'm making it seem or it's not as heavy as it seems you have probably heard me talk about my dog Addie before. And when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But If you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. 
It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. You know, when you have a trigger that you identify such as like people pleasing, I, I don't see people pleasing as something that's an easy fix to like get over. So once you identify your triggers, what can you do to make sure that you're not triggered by them as much? Or is that even a possibility? Yeah, it is. And that's how that's like healing, right? Healing from trauma involves you have this trigger, right? And when you know that this trigger is triggers, just an emotionally charged reaction. It's a reaction that is just fully charged with emotion. Once that emotion is not so charged or supercharged, that's how you know that you're on the path to healing. That's a big indicator that you are doing the work, you're embodying the work and that you are healing from it. And so you can heal from people pleasing. I think that using different somatic modalities really helps catapult this. A lot of people think that like, oh yeah, time heals all wounds. And I'm like, time, time delays and stalls the healing. If you ask me, that just means like, I can just ignore this and not deal with this for a little bit longer and let this pile up underneath the rug until I trip over this big mountain. That's what that is for me. So I prefer just to like, okay, first let's identify those triggers and you can identify those by, you know, looking at your complaints Mm-hmm. is a really good indicator. What does it look like when you look at your complaints? What would like that process be like? Just list it out. Like literally all the funky thoughts in your head, spit it out, word vomit, brain dump onto a piece of paper and look at all the stuff that is going like wrong in your life. And I put that in air quotes because I don't believe that things really go like wrong. I don't believe in good or bad. Things are just things and things happen and we attach that to it. Um, we attach meaning to things, but just brain dump all of your complaints, all of the things that you would vent to, to your girl about, put it on paper 
And right there is a really great start to identifying your trigger. It also is a good entry into like what you need to heal from and what you still need to work through what is still a trigger because it's emotionally charged. It's still living in your body. So one of the things we hear a lot about um, complaints is like, my house is such a mess. Mm -hmm. What kind of trigger would that be? I mean, would that be the messy environment or like, how do you, how do you go from there saying my house is a mess and looking at that complaint? I mean, you can go the practical route. You can go the spiritual route. You can go like any okay. route. So I'm interested on that one. What is, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm jumping on, on you on this one. <laughs> we have this lots of is, questions for you, Damiana. What is this? <laughs> well, cause, okay. That's an, that's one I have. And you were talking about trauma and I think I know where the trauma goes from. Just like I had somebody in my life that like, if things were messy, it was equated to, I was, I was not a good enough person because the place was messy, but spiritually, how do you go about that spiritually? I, I can understand practically. I'm going to guess practically is cleaning it, but <laughs> yeah, practically is like minimal. Like what can you simplify? What can you eliminate? Like if it's mm-hmm. easier, less stuff, easier to tidy up. What's and spiritual? That sounds interesting. So your outer world is a reflection of your inner world, right? Okay. So if you can create this peace and this calm within yourself, whatever's happening externally on your outside environment, it doesn't weigh as heavy on you. It doesn't seem as important. It's doesn't, it's not as serious and severe. It holds less emotional charge to it because you are, you have like this impenetrable aura, right? This force field around you. Oh. Where it's like, I am just unavailable for that right now. Like I I am unavailable for the BS. I'm unavailable for the mess. I'm unavailable for anything that's coming my way. That's going to mess up my vibe, right? Who's that's going to rock my boat. That's going to steal my joy, take away my peace. Cause I create that. I'm the sustainable source. I love that. That kind of like makes a connection in my head of boundaries and boundary setting and why we have such a hard time setting boundaries. Like, would you say like maybe boundary setting comes so hard because that inner work hasn't been done that I I mean, I'm saying this from personal experience of not being able to set a boundary, but sometimes you don't think you're worth setting the boundary and you're like, well, I, I have to go do this for somebody else because else I'm not worthy. I'm not like a giving person. I'm not a kind person. And I'm seeing, I'm making the connection now. Like it's, it's an inner process versus just a easy set of boundary and stick to it process. For sure. For sure. Cause you, I mean, you can hold a boundary, right? You can set a boundary. I take that back, right? Rewind. You can set a boundary. Holding the boundary is where the power lies. That's where like yeah. that inner work, that embodiment, that's where it's that gut check of, am I worthy of this? Of course mm-hmm. I'm worthy of this boundary, right? Do I love myself enough to not give pieces of myself away? right? To maintain my identity and maintain who I am. Mm-hmm. And that is the power. Yeah. You mentioned something called energy leaks. What is an energy yes. leak? Yeah. So an energy leak is something that quite literally leaks your energy, right? Like what drains you, which goes hand in hand with those complaints, which is when you're identifying your triggers, first and foremost, you want to look at those complaints and then look at those energy leaks. What is sucking the life out of you? Quite literally, I will say <laughs> it all it's all jokes. My son, I'm breastfeeding. I've been doing this marathon breastfeeding for like over four years through two pregnancies. That feels like an energy leak. 
So once you identify that leak, it's like, okay, what now? Now you can make these mindset shifts, which I know are very, very hard. And everyone talks about motherhood is a mindset and like glitters and rainbows and unicorns and (laughs) mindset, right? Yeah. (laughs) Why are my glitters and rainbows covered in chocolate? (laughs) They are not not looking that pretty. (laughs) Yes. And I'm all for a good mindset shift. I'm all for seeing an elevated perspective, right? A higher shift. Sometimes that's, you don't, you're not available for that. Your brain is shut off. It's not functioning. So you cannot even access and create a mind shift because you don't believe that mind shift. So that's when the somatic modality, the somatic healing stuff that I love doing, it's this deep, powerful, fast work that gets you fast fixes comes into play because you get to leverage your body, make your body do the work for you. So that way you can release it from your body because trauma is stored in your body. Don't know if you knew that it's not all in your head. It's not, but if you get out of your body, then you can bridge that gap between where your head is and your body can all be together working on the same page. So it's something like breastfeeding. Cause I mean, I, I remember that I hardly got through the first few months of that. Um, and it's something like that. That's an energy leak. Or if somebody says like, Oh, what's your energy, energy leak? My kids, my kids are energy leak. You (laughs) like, how do you, you say the somatic healing, how do you practically get through that? Because it's this place where you need to be there for your kids and yet it's causing a lot of strain on you. For sure. That's when you take a look at those complaints and then give yourself permission to receive something off of that list, right? If it's, I'm touched out, like I'm sick of people climbing on me when I'm trying to eat my food, right? I'm can't eat anything in peace. I'm sneaking in the pantry, trying to whatever it is. Clearly I love food, right? (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Right. Like I'm not getting any sleep, whatever the thing that you identify is, it's like giving yourself permission to receive that. You're not getting any sleep. Okay. Prioritize rest, not sleep. Cause right now I'm in the stage where sleep is not really fully happening. It's inconsistent. Right. So rest is my jam, right? I may not be able to sleep eight hours straight at night yet, but like rest, I can rest. I may not be able to have a meal without anyone touching me, like how I used to before when my girls, you know, before I had the baby, but now it's like, okay, I'm setting this boundary where I will have one meal a day or eat something without being touched. You know, the other thing with that too, is just really finding clarity. And like I said, give yourself permission to receive what you actually need. And it could just be something small. And I say small, but it's really massive because in these moments, anything is creating the shift and the change that you want to see. So you're building momentum and you're building on it. I I don't think that could be repeated enough. Give yourself Mm -hmm. permission to receive what you need, because a lot of those things that you said, like uh, moms don't feel that they have the, the permission or like the, um, the space to actually get that, like, oh, sure, that sounds nice in theory, but who's going to do this, this, and this? Like, our minds are constantly going. But isn't it also the guilt that keeps you from being able to go there a lot? Because you're like, oh, I should be able to do it all. And I know, like, you just said, I should be able to do it all. I shouldn't be ungrateful. I mean, I have kids. They're healthy. How dare I let the fact that they're sucking my energy go, sucking you know, the happen. life out of me literally sucking and, the, like, yeah. especially, when especially you're if you want to have teenagers <laughs> teenagers toddlers <laughs> they're all the same i that's swear kind of vocabulary it is it is and that's why it's so important that you are able to identify 
this leak. Maybe you have like a general one, like my kids. Okay, cool. That's a general energy leak. So that's why you get specific with those complaints, right? Mm-hmm. What specifically about your kids is sucking the life out of you? What is draining you specifically from your kids? And then from there, it's when you use these tools and I can share EFT tapping is a somatic healing modality that has dramatically shifted and changed my life my clients' lives, my kids' lives. Like we all love some tapping. My kids, when I get really angry, because yeah, I get mad. <laughs> I, I do yell still. And you're allowed to. We're all allowed yes. to, right? Yeah. My four-year-old will just like look at me and be like, uh, you need to tap mom. And I'm like, <laughs> that is awesome that she does that. <laughs> and low-key, when you're triggered, right? Like you want to get mad when someone's telling you something I'll put in quotes like positive, right? Or something that's going to make you shift because I'm not in that space, right? I mentioned before, the brain does not have access to this part of, you know, logic and reasoning and rationale. Your sympathetic nervous system is firing. This fight or flight like is on, on, on. The last thing I want to hear is someone to tell me to calm down or just breathe or Mm -hmm. mommy, you need to tap. But that's why it's important to practice these modalities when you're not triggered so that you can pull on them and they come through your subconscious when you actually are triggered. And so for her to tell me that I just find the humor in it also too, like finding the funny and I'm just fine. I'm going to tap. I'm like tapping, like very like, like mad anger tapping. And then after, you know, a minute or so it like subsides, like this, like peaceful, like calm, like, okay, I do feel better. Thank you for that. You know, Hey all, it is Joanne and Brie here, and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. I could definitely attest to the importance of practicing when you're not actually in the anger and in like the the moment because I I started sleep meditation like six months ago or whatever. And it's just uh, done at a calming part of the day, helps me fall asleep. But then I realize after like a month of doing it consistently, I am able to apply the techniques in the sleep meditation to when I'm actually stressed without even having to to think about it consciously. Like my body's just like, okay, relax the shoulders, relax the jaw, okay, like wiggle the jaw and just like I can go down and do a body scan, relaxing each part of my body because I've had the practice doing it. Yes. That reminds me too of when I got heavy into yoga, right? I started for this whole, like the physical, right? I read that you could get some abs from doing breath work. And like, I was still playing. I needed some low impact ways, you know, still train. And I realized like, I loved this calm that I felt on my mat after a practice. Right. But now as a mother, the likelihood of me taking a whole 60 to 75, 90 minute flow, it's just not where I want to create space in my life right now. I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. to do that, to fit it in, or I don't want to stay up later to do that. And that's my choice. And I'm fully aware, like there's time. I'm just not using that time to do that. But how can I pull this calm from my mat that I feel this like bliss, this in this piece, how can I bring that into my everyday life doing practical, regular, mundane stuff? Yeah. And because you've experienced it, you can use it. Exactly. And it's like the the somatic piece really was the bridge between my mat and like everyday mundane and like triggering mom stuff, really. And yeah, I've mentioned this word a lot. I want to just clarify for you know listeners who aren't familiar with what somatic healing is, what somatic even means. Um, but somatic just means like relating to the body. And so your body is the foundational point for healing. I mentioned before trauma is stored in your body. Mm-hmm. So if you're using these somatic techniques, you can release any, you know, pent up trauma, any energy blocks, anything that's become trapped in your body and stuff that's trapped inside your body modifies your trauma related stress response, right? So that's like those, mm-hmm. when you yell right? That's Mm -hmm. when you want to scream or when you want to throw something, right? That is that stress-related response. And so through these somatic modalities, you get to actually alter and modify and change and choose new stress responses. And you get to create new neural pathways on top of that. So this is like getting more of like my nerdy scientific side. (laughs) I love the nerdy scientific side as well. it's, It's more logical, right? If you're a more logical person, like let's go the science route. These neural pathways pretty much are just like neurons that are all connected. And it just is how you receive information. They, you know, allow you to interact and experience emotions and create memories and things like that. And so when you can create new neural pathways and through EFT, you can rewire your neural pathways. You're able to create new realities. You're able to disassociate from that old emotion that you were experiencing and you're able to 
choose something else. Yeah. Right? You're open to possibilities. You're open to creating your new reality. I think that it is very cool. And scientifically, it all is backed up as well. It and is. I love all of this stuff that you've shared about identifying triggers and uh, figuring out like energy leaks and what to do about them. You have an audiobook that is just being released. Tell us about that. <gasps> yeah. So my first bestseller, Help My Husband's Hardly Home, <laughs> Eight steps to feel eight steps to feel supported while raising your family. It's a step-by-step guide to really help you go from overwhelmed, um, you know, even like resentful of your your partner because the weight of motherhood just is weighing on you and it's like feels like it's only on you. It's a really practical way to to make that shift and to build and cultivate that support. I like the title, all all on its own. It sells itself. It sells itself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <thanks. Yes. laughs> I mean, it's real talk, right? My husband is, is never home. My husband is not home yeah. now. He actually is across overseas. I'm stateside mm-hmm. doing the solo parenting thing. So I wrote it initially for professional basketball wives, professional athlete wives who also felt the same way. P.S. listeners, my husband is a professional basketball <laughs> player. I'm a retired professional basketball player. And we do life together <laughs> under the same roof sometimes. Not that often, mostly separate roofs, given all of crazy circumstances. Right. And I just noticed that not only were my fellow athlete wives feeling this, Mm -hmm. even when we are living together, right. He's never home. And I felt like I noticed that like it was military wives that were affected by this book, stay at home moms, working moms. Like it just, the work. It works for so many women because a lot of men work many multiple hour jobs. And it's usually, unfortunately, yeah. the the woman who is home trying to take care of the kids. And I love all this info that you've given us about identifying triggers and energy leaks. And I hope that it is super, I know it's going to be super helpful for so many people. So thank you so much, Damiana, for joining us. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience. Thank you. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation. We, I I love all of our guests, but I really love when I can come out of it and be like, I feel like I have so many things that I can do now and that I feel calmer and just ready to go. I'm ready to tackle things now. Yeah. It's amazing how recentering yourself, it sounds woo. Like it really sounds woo, but it's not because as Damiana mentioned in the interview, there's all this science about what the benefits of meditation and how like your brain is really forming new neural connections and you are doing something when you meditate. Because I think that is why, like that's why I was so resistant to meditating. I'm like, yeah, I think it's one of those things that people say they do, but it does nothing. I think that it's different. It's different stages for everybody. But I mean, like, again, like it, there's so many different aspects to it. Like, again, like when we have met with Damiana, she's shown us the tapping. Mm-hmm. Like if you go on her Instagram, her her little ones do tapping as well. And they'll even stop her and be like, Mom, you need to tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I love I love the fact that she's just very, very open and honest. Like, let's be honest about our emotions so we can actually start moving forward with them. A lot of times we hide them because we think that we're supposed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just makes it that much harder. Well, you know, it's so interesting because we do try to hide our emotions. But I think like if we compare like men versus women, women do tend to be a little more emotive than men do. Um, And so talking about like all of these emotions and sharing emotions, I think it's really important for us to normalize it and to be like everybody has emotions 
Let's talk about how to deal with them. Let's teach our sons also how to deal with them. Yes. Let's make it okay in society where emotion talk is normalized so that we can all get on this better path. Yeah. And you know, if you loved our interview with Damiana, you are going to love, she has one of her best-selling books, Help My Husband is Hardly Home, Eight Steps to Feel Supported While Raising Your Family. It's going on audiobook, which is Bree's favorite. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be the next one I listen to in my shower. Yeah. You know me. That's why I love to listen to it. <laughs> so until next time, remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.